Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience, where we're experiencing 2021. Wow. 2021. We made it through 2020, people. Woohoo! Do I hear cheers? Yay! Yay! <laughs> hey, Eric. Woo! Hey, we did it. <laughs> good afternoon and happy new year to you, Susan. Of course, it's still a question on whether the Marines will have to pull somebody kicking and screaming from the White House. Melania <laughs> was already packing. We don't know about anyone else. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. So I decided, corporate decision here, that this is the perfect day for us to look at 2020 astrologically, numerically, and do a tarot so I've invited three of my closest friends. Seriously, these are all people I've known for a long, long time. I've known Alder the least long, and I've known her a long time. <laughs> so Walter Pullen. Uh, Walter Pullen is an astrologer, among other things. He, he worked for Microsoft uh, creating programs, and he uh, has Astrolog, which has helped a lot of people. Say hello. Hello there. Celestial blessings, everyone. Yes. Yeah, so kind of, you know, I, I've been telling people about your latest uh, contribution has been uh, to do the moons of planets, which is just totally fascinating to me. And uh, they can get that information on Astrolog, right? Yes. Inside the program Astrolog, which is available at astrolog.org on Good. the web. So you've prepared an astrological uh, overview, if you will, of 2021. And my friend, Donna, what name are we using, honey? <laughs> Whichever one you like. <laughs> I've known you, God, decades, decades. But we figured it out about 35 years. Yeah, about 35 years. Yeah, so three and a half. So that's a long time. And uh, you sent me kind of a cheat sheet on your uh, numerology for 2021. Right. Uh, I had talked to Connie Davis, who you've talked with, too. And she's a, not of the caliber. I know you're, you're going to deny this, but you are you are in a in a league of your own. How many books have you written now? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> Well, I've got I've got one in the works. It's half done, and I've already spent a year and a half on it. Yeah, this one's a little more. What's what is it concerning? Well, the first book I wrote was on numerology. It's called Breaking the Code, and this one takes the information that is there. And every time I've taught it, they've complained that it's too hard. Well, it's really not, but it is convoluted. So this particular book will be putting it out in front of you where you cannot possibly have a problem with it. <laughs> well, you came, oh God, quite some years ago when I had the Emerald Moon, Moon Co-op in West Seattle and you came and I had a room full of numerologists who felt like kindergartners in that, in that class. That's, that's true because I use... Instead of the numbers one through nine, I use the one through 26. And then I also use the birth time, birth day, hour, minute, whatever. 
month, year, and they all mean something. And I have three different stems of numbers and those stems of numbers I'm putting into one. Wow. It is a bear to do. Wow. But when it gets done, there will be no reason why anybody can't take that book and do a reading. Yeah, that's so you say. So, um, (laughs) and you have other books about shapes that I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, you, you, You can do shapes in so many ways and that they trigger things in people when they see these shapes. They really do. It's it's um, called Beyond the Code, and it's very simple shapes, but I was given the colors to mm-hmm. do them for, and if you put your fingers on the intersecting points, each one will give you a different meaning. It's all frequency related. I know. I, I think that that is absolutely fantastic. So we're going to kind of start. So the format that we're using today is interesting. I thought that we would do with astrology, and then we would bring the numerology. Is that good for you guys? Did you want to do numerology first or astrology? And then we can talk about that. Why Alder? Hello, Alder. Hi, Susan. Hi, Alder Sherwood, who is an actress and a writer. She's my writing partner and uh, a mother. And um, gosh, you have so many talents and you're doing the, uh, the, the foodie stuff. Oh yeah. Vegan blessed. Vegan blessed. That's uh, and she, she brings in all kinds of wonderful recipes. Uh, so you have, you're multi-layered too, just like these other two people. So talented. I am very, very blessed in my life to have the talented people that I do have. So, while we're discussing the numerology and the astrology, Alder's going to lay out the cards so it'll be really fresh on a reading for the year 2021. And let's see how that melds with the astrology and the numerology. So what do you think we should get started with first, numerology or astrology? It's Don't everybody jump at one time. It's entirely up to you. Do the numerology. Go, Donna. All right. Um, the year 2021 goes to, an, uh, when subtracted and gone over, goes to a five. And there are two different parts. There's a positive and a negative. Positively, it's new solutions, new ventures, a lot of creativity and a lot of innovation. The negative part, it's anxiousness, restlessness, changes, and flexibility is needed in everything. Um, January is a difficult month with a lot of despair and frustration. A polarized society is much upset, but it's also the beginning of serious discussions about situations that benefit all parties. It's a gradual awakening of people to problems many years in the making. It's a transition Uh time. Yes, and I and and politically in the United States, it's going to be very interesting, and it fits in with what your numerology is saying. Well, I think it's more than just political. I think it's also right. social. I think it's all it's all different phases of it, because what we're trying to do is put things in balance yes. with a year that is constantly changing. Um. So, yeah, let's address that, that 2021, it's going to change throughout the year. 
um, in, in February, there are new alliances built, there's um, new support systems, and there are some new trial solutions of, of what I'm not sure. Could it be uh, possibly COVID? Maybe, maybe I not. I have no idea. I have okay. no idea. Um, less responsive to repression. People don't want to be repressed anymore. And there's a balancing of work and health. Hmm. So I'm not sure how that's going to fit in, but I think the COVID would work there. Um, we're setting things straight, but there are hidden forces at work. Hmm. Um, there are many other things I could say about it, but I'm just hitting the high points. Um, March is all about communication. Um, there are vulnerabilities to hiccups in power. Um, there are mistakes made, but we're setting the seeds for the future and there is optimism. I like that. Um, a communication becomes more of a two-way street. Um, I hesitate to say this, it says forces of war, but it's warring within yourself as much as it is warring without. Well, yeah, that's like what the uh, the native uh, thing that says you have two wolves inside you fighting and it says, well, which one wins? The one you feed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, a lack of a lack of confidence in the whole month. In April, it's a regrouping. Um, there are growing ideas for solutions. But there are limits. It's practical. There are opportunities, there's innovation, but there's also stability. It's a spring cleaning of ideas and solutions. Okay. With a drive to accomplish things. It's finishing past plans with a firm foundation to start a new cycle. Spring cleaning. True. I think we're going to need it by then. In May, um, here again, it's a five number. Choices, freedom, flexibility, and unconventional ideas. Hmm. There's an individual responsibility aspect to this. Um, and I got the words anxious, restless, and confinement. Hmm. Now, I'm not sure what the confinement means. I know what it meant this year, but I'm not sure what it will mean next year. Um, and there's also a fear of new experiences or impending change. Uh. Nobody's really sure exactly where we're going. In June, we start to appreciate the big picture. Good. It's service Good. and responsibility, but it's acceptance. It's looking forward. There's vision more people are working, and it's tying up of loose ends. Ah, that's good. Um, it's a consolidation of efforts and people. And as the summer progresses? Um, I didn't say which way they went. <laughs> I, I just say what it says. No, I'm just saying June, as the summer progresses, we're going into July. That's all I meant. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> July, there are structural changes to our way of life. 
I have no idea what that means. Okay. I just say what the numbers say. Um, there's a spirituality that continues to grow, but in a different way, not, not what we're used to, okay. not what you and I grew up with. We're looking back and learning from the past and looking forward to the future. There's a lot of soul searching happens in July. Um, there are practical applications to problems. The problem I see with July is subjective knowledge. People aren't seeing both sides. They're only seeing what they want to see. Yeah, that happens a lot. True. Um, from August on, it, it feels like with the numbers that a lot depends on what happens January, February, March, and April. Okay. That will come to close in August. And we'll see our own our different our own way of working with it. Um, the one thing I that says that there's a lot of abundance, a lot of optimism. There are winds of change, and you reap what you have sown. And then I got the interesting one with small stores open with the help of larger businesses. Yeah, I found that a really interesting note. I know. Uh, and I want to see how that plays out. So do I. Um, it's an organization of country and world affairs. Um, the test for August is constant change, dedication of purpose, and lack or, of or misuse of money. It's a 13 and 13 in the numbers. It's called a malefic number or a semi-evil number. In other words, it's things to look out for. Okay. Well, I don't think the 13 is evil at all because it's... Oh, I don't either, but that's the, that's the name that the number has been given. Yes. In September, new routines, but there's more integrity and wisdom ah. and finality of things. Um, we celebrate the good work and effort of fixing problems. Um, there's a lot of determination. There's tolerance. But there are endings because September is the ninth month. It is an ending year. But it's also the beginning of the new cycle. Okay. Um, it's a joining of people in new formations and associations with freedom, determination, organization, discipline, and a lot of creativity. Because it's also a 14, it's a test, and it's lack of tolerance or concern for others, being very critical or judging others. And we need to seek wisdom in order to overcome those three things. Correct. So the last quarter of the year. Yeah. O October is a one. It's a new beginnings new opportunities in many fields, not just in a few, much creativity and some leadership that hasn't been seen before. Ah. It's generally optimistic and a striving for new frontiers. Oh. It's a combination of choices and leadership. 
November is an awareness of balance in all things. It's an 11, which is a master number, but reduces to two. And at this point, we're working through the two of balance and duality. But we're trying to get to the 11, which is an awareness in all things. Okay. As questioning of the way forward, and whatever we do in November is a strong preparation to lead into 2022. There are sudden upsetting decisions and conditions, but in a way they help to bring the balance. Think before acting and don't make any hasty conclusions. And the test of the 16 is learning to be careful, watch your words, and it can be very, very good, or it can be very, very bad. Okay. Your choice. In December, we move more into balance and peace between people of different ideologies, both political, racial, social options, and they agree to disagree. They can be friends, even though they don't believe the same things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In December, there's even more balance. Um, there's expansion and material grain to increase general prosperity. And there's leadership with openness to altern alternative positions. I love it. I think it's a, it, it's going to be a, a good way to end 2021 and move into the beauty of 2022. So well, I, when I was looking over my notes and, and books and things, I had a, a book that I've barely started. It was a, it's called The Code and it was copyrighted in 1911. And at the very end of it, the last page, um, I'd like to read some of the things I, I paraphrased and cut it short, but the 21st century, the 20 stands for remembered balance and harmony, indication of renewal and a new beginning. Starting around 2030, children born in 2000, but I think also 1990, um, will start repairing what we have destroyed. The self-centered energies of the one and the nine will give way to the two and the zero, which have the power to move and combine disparate energies. They will start to iron out the mistakes of their parents and grandparents. The laziness and inertia of the consumer society will be replaced by something better. Globalization will change from being a symbol for exploitation and coldness to a symbol for the celebration of harmonious cooperation and multiracial world cultures. The groundwork has already been placed in for return of reason. Empty promises will have more value, or no, empty promises will be more easily recognized. Personal responsibility will have more value. Consumer frenzy will abate. Emphasis on true value and quality will grow. And one individual who follows a good path can have a tremendous influence. Look at Gandhi. Perhaps there will be more of these kinds of people. 
I believe that with my whole heart. So that's good. And how do you think that what Donna did with the numerology, thank you so much, um, uh, we are going to do with astrology, Walter? Well, yes, yes, we can take a look at 2021 in astrologically as well. And yeah, I saw some similarities there, like the, for example, there's an eclipse in in November that aligns with that 11 that you mentioned as the as the master number. And so I just found some, you know, gateways or, or periods in 2021 that will be of interest. But yeah, for 2021 as a whole, astrologically, if I were going to sum it up, I'd give it the the title of the cleanup after the storm. With the, with the storm being like year 2020, and and now that the storm is largely ending, it's like what new activity can we do now, or or old activity can we resume, and so there's various opportunities in in place for there. And for a main theme for 2021, I'd say that well, first in at the end of 2020, there was the Dece December. The, on the day of the solstice, the December 21st, um, right. Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius, which started a new 20-year cycle, which is like associated with like manifesting our vision and goals being with Jupiter-Saturn all in, in Aquarius. And that conjunction, although it happened at the end of 2020, is still going to be very strong throughout January. And so that will set a, a, a initial theme for 2021. Um, but in January, it's not just those two planets. There is a, a very strong aspect happening early on in 2021, which is Uranus will be squaring Jupiter and Saturn. Because remember, Jupiter and Saturn are together. And then Uranus is, is will be exactly squaring both of them, creating like a three-planet pileup. Well, well, Walter, yeah. is that also the fact that Uranus, they're, they're going to be in Aquarius and Uranus rules Aquarius. Does that have some influence? Oh yes, absolutely. And so there is a, a an influence. Like for example, you have um, revolutionary Uranus in practical Taurus, forming the square with practical Saturn in revolutionary Aquarius. So there's a mixture for them. And at least for looking at just those two planets, well, first of all, that's going to affect the whole year. Like these are outer planet larger mm -hmm. cycles like they'll be touching each other exactly square three times in 2021 in february june and december and it's going to create kind of like a conflict or at least a friction between like the establishment or the ways that we can change and you can consider I, I just, establishment good and, and and you can consider the establishment like bad and the change good or you can consider the establishment or the things we have good and because and you know change can be either good or bad and so that's an important consideration scary but I kind of like this because, <clears throat> personal note here, uh, I've called myself a practical visionary. I seem to fit right in. <laughs> Indeed. And so definitely take a close look in 2021 because those themes will be, will be highlighted. Because again, we have practical Saturn expressing in revolutionary Aquarius and then revolutionary Aquarius like affecting things in, in the practical Taurus. So there may be disruptions. There may be attempts to kind of gloss over potential changes. And so there's a lot of potential good or, and bad going on with that. And similarly, on what we do with it, right? 
Yeah. And similarly with the Jupiter part of it, because Jupiter will be a squaring um, Uranus as well, which is creating like that um, issues between the idealism or the expansiveness or the ideas that we have and then the actual change or, or changes going on. And so like many, many things in astrology can work both ways. In other words, you can picture like the Uranus creating change taking place that will affect us or stimulate us. Or it can be that we are visualizing and actualizing the change we want to take place. And both can take place. So it can play, take place in, in, you know, good or bad ways. Like it can be a, oh, no, the change is kicking my butt, just like 2020 did. Or that I'm ugh, struggling making the change that I want to have happen. Or so it can be, you know, good or bad. But that's a, a strong so, theme that's going throughout 2021. So do you think that how you reacted to things in 2020 can be a predictor for 2021? I personally thought... Like COVID's a good thing because we need to meditate. We need to time alone. We need to go inside ourselves. We, you know what I mean? We don't need to be always outward focused. Now we can be inward focused. So if you just said, oh, God, I, I, I've got to binge watch TV and, and be entertained or I'm going to meditate. Those were two different ways of handling the same thing. Is that is that kind of what we're talking about here? Yes, yes. And so certainly the, you know, astrology is about the cycles. It's like one wave, things flow into each other. And so definitely what we're in now relates to what happens, you know, in 2022. And, and as we bring in the stuff, our issues from, from 2020. And so like another thing in... But my family yeah. will still be all messed up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how we look at it. But, but yeah, so, but, but there is definitely kind of, especially at the solstice, kind of a, a passing in through a new era and that new era gives us opportunities to either create the new or to try to recreate the old, which may not necessarily be what we want to do. We have opportunities to really make some real change here. And just like this. So, yeah. So like, you know, the one ch change happening in early in like mid January is when Uranus goes direct and, you know, Uranus again is important because it was squaring that Jupiter Saturn conjunction. Yeah. And so there has been Uranus retrograde for the past several months. And that's been kind of like that the change has been going on. It's been affecting us internally. How are we processing ourselves? How are we seeing the world? But once Uranus goes direct, now it's more about the externalization of our self-expression and, and, and that the change and maybe you know, disruptions may happen um, more externally, again, whether good or bad. Because you know, we've been within for a while and now we're sort of emerging from our egg. And, mm -hmm. and so that's an important- Taking our way out. Yes. Yes, indeed. And another important date is January 20th, which happens to be inauguration date, but it's also significant astrologically because on that date, there is Mars conjunct Uranus. And that's a, those are two kind of strong, forceful planets. And it can be a, um, well, you know, Uranus can be self-expressive. So it can be sort of an active or aggressive self-expression and, or, or, or assertive. And so we may want to be careful or, or watch out on that date because, you know, I can see that there might be some protests and things like that. Nothing, you know, earth shattering that will affect, but, but at least you can probably expect a few incidents related to that on the news that, um, because it is, it will be a strong, even active, even aggressive um, self-expression. But again, like all aspects, it can be handled or, or approached in a correct way. I mean, Mars and Uranus can be like a a externalize. Uh, can be like a um, a, a proper forceful assertion of a, age of Aquarius values. 
I mean, that's a good way to approach it so that we can really have like, you know, this is democracy. This is the United States, which has strong Aquarian um, energies to it. And so done properly, it can be a boom, a good way to start the the um, the, the next presidency and a good way to, you know, again, assert the values that we want to have um, for the next administration and for 2021. Perfect. So are there any other outstanding things we should know astrologically about 2021? Um, yes, yes. And so, you know, I'm talking some of these rough aspects like these squares between Uranus and Jupiter and Saturn, but there are some softer aspects that are helping out too. And that is like, for example, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction will be sextiling Chiron. Um, again, it'll be like with Chiron sextile Saturn three times in 2021, like in February, June, and November. And so, you know, Chiron brings like that wounded healer which actually fits well, especially since Chiron's in Aries now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of healing the, healing the almost like sometimes literal wounds. I'm, and I'm so, trying to remember, is Chiron's going to be in Aries for a long time? Um, at least for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah it's a slow moving, it's a slow moving um, centaur. And yeah. so, yeah, so it is, does have a more of a generational almost influences. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, with Jupiter, Saturn, both sextile Chiron, there is kind of the opportunity for the healing and not just for self, but for country and, and, and in the world. So that will be kind of a good way to, you know, heal the whatever has been, you know, left after after COVID or after the the election. And so that is a, a good, uh, you know, a relatively good influence going on. Good. Yeah. Oh, and then also there is um, another notable influence in uh, starting very early, January 5th, is when Neptune squares the north and south node. So we've got kind of a T-square between Neptune and and the south and the north node. And so that's kind of a... um, there's like friction between the idealism of Neptune, the idealism and spirituality of Neptune, and sort of the evolutionary nature of the nodes. And so there, you might expect that there may be a little bit of challenge between there's, there's what we want, and then there's what's actually good for us. And, and if we can you know, recognize that sometimes the universe doesn't give us what we want, but gives us what we need, we can again navigate that well too. Right. Yeah, I want what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah. But yeah, but I did mention sort of on a related note that that there's some eclipses and, you know, eclipses are like portals and then eclipses happen like in clusters six months apart. So the eclipses kind of can set a new age for the each half of the year. Mm-hmm. And we had the most recent eclipses just in just in in December, and then the next eclipses will be in May and June 2021, starting with a partial lunar eclipse and then an annular solar eclipse. And I guess the thing to know about those is to realize that the most recent eclipses were in Gemini and and Sagittarius, and so will the, these upcoming eclipses also be in Gemini and Sagittarius because the nodes move, you know, relatively relatively slowly. And so that can just make us recognize that there is the, you know, the theme of communication and the and the thinking versus the vision and the ideals. And so you can expect there'll be lots of idealism coming up in 2021, like, oh, here's here's the way we should create the new society um, post COVID or now that things are more online. We should all, you know, for example, work from home more or just, you know, there'll be all kinds of ideals being thrown around in 2021. And you might expect that just there, but there may be a lot of thinking and there may be some overthinking. So that's something to be aware of maybe kind of like too much um chatting and not enough doing or that's a, a thing to cerebral 
Yes, a thing to be aware of. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then, um, oh, and how much time do we have? Well, you know, um, where are you with the astrology? You can do, I'm thinking that we've, we've got enough time uh, because I don't know, Alder, what are you looking at? You're going to start laying out the cards here pretty soon. And I think we kind of want to talk about the astrology and the numerology together. So what, uh, what, what does this look like for you? Um, well, I'm ready on my side. So whenever you guys are ready. Oh, you've, you got the cards ready? You got them ready. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, we are going to go to break, which will be really helpful. And then when we come back, Alder's going to do the cards. We're going to see how we pull in the astrology and the numerology into this tarot reading and give ourselves a good full picture of what we can do in 2021 to make it a positive year for everyone. So stay tuned for more exciting patter with Susan, Alder, Donna, and Walter. You're invited to Returning to the One, an all-cultural retreat stemming from the single thread that traveled the four directions and now unifies. Through energy work with fire, water, earth, and air, both individually and in group, the five participants will evolve. Reserve space for early bird discounts because space is truly limited to five participants. This retreat takes place in sunny Arizona during January for a four-day in-resort setting with private pools. Email Susan at SusanHarmon.com for more information. That's Susan at SusanHarmon.com. Walter Pollan, author of the book Evolution of the Spirit and the Freeware Astrology Program, Astrolog, offers an amazing tool specially designed for the spiritual seeker. The Labyrinth Oracle is an easy-to-use divination card deck to help guide one through the twists and turns of the maze of life. This deck comes with 109 unique cards with detailed interpretations for each card. Purchase options include a sparkly line drawstring bag and a wood box to store your deck. The Labyrinth Oracle was created by a brother and sister team. Walter designed the system and his sister Kathy brought the cards to life with colorful illustrations. To get your copy, visit astrolog.org oracle.htm. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. To meet the challenges of travel in these times, Susan Harmon has developed a new way of working that she's calling a bi-locality session. You can relax in your own home while Susan is in her healing room laying stones on the massage table and connecting with you via phone from her healing pyramid. She drums tones while you feel what is taking place as though you were both in the same location. It's really quite amazing how well it works. Call 206-853-5225 or email Susan at SusanHarmon.com to set up your appointment. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. 
Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience, where we're having a happy, happy new year. Uh, I'm here with Walter Pullen, Donna Messick, and Alda Sherwood. And of course, Eric. Eric, always, always the man on the stand. Uh, but uh, we're here uh, talking about numerology, astrology, and Alder is about to, she's laid out the cards already. So you're going to, I, I want you to send me a picture and I can put it on my uh, uh, website. So people can look at the layout if they choose. And we'll have Donna's report and Walter's report on my website also. Aren't you glad I told you just now? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll okay, perfect. So I just put the cards out during the show and I had no idea what to expect. So I've been like, I, I was having a hard time sleeping last night because I was so excited to see. Um, and... The first card right away was the tower card, uh, the query where we're at. So I was like, oh, what? oh man, because the tower card is that, you know, during 2020, there was a lot of breaking down of our society and our daily life. And, you know, everything kind of got rearranged. But the tower card in 2021, it, you know, we're left with that, that things are still, still, broken down as they are you know that which for me i see looking at the rest of the reading and i'll talk about more is that this is it it's uh, scary in some ways because you know our normal life is different but it's exciting in some ways because um now things are shooken up and we get to, to to build something new within ourselves and our world so um that seems to fit with what the numerology and astrology is saying too. That's exciting. Yeah, and on our house and home, we have the adjustment card, which is like justice, like those two together, bam, you know, things are not gonna be the same again. You know, I- Thank God. Yeah, I agree. I, and overall, um, you know, the things, when I see the adjustment card in that tower card, the things that are being cut away are the things that we don't need anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, the things are no lo longer necessary. And at this point, they, they won't last, you know, if they continue to be out there, um, it will cause destruction for us all. So the universe or God or, you know, the energies are, are cutting away the things we, we no longer need. Um, so those are Trump cards of their strong energies. Um, Crossing is interesting, um, is the, the Prince of Wands. It's a, a, a very um, powerful male fiery energy and that's crossing and this is, and this is right now. Um, so there's, if that type of energy, um, if just on its own can be very destructive. Um, but we have some other cards in coming in, which is some feminine energy to go along with that. So those two together can create, you know, dynamite, you know, good yeah. dynamite for our lives. Um, behind us is the, in the past is the valor card, which I think is, you know, we've had to be really strong the past, the past year. And we had to um, have courage. And um, I feel like it's longer than the past year that I've had to be strong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I see in the new year that it's, it's so I'll, I'll go on to the other things that um, 
it's it's a different way of being. You no longer have to have bravado and talk louder on on the chats and Facebook and you know fight against each other with this this valor and the strength and this power. Um, it's it's more subtle energies coming in. Um, we have above us the star card and below us the fortune card, which both those trump cards. I mean above and below is just for me amazing for the year because I feel like um, a lot of the this is the star card there's so much in it but I think that we're taking the energies you know from uh, the solstice gateway and we're taking those energies and we have the opportunity to bring them down to this world uh, we have the there we have the opportunities right now that we never had before. And, and I see also on um, what's sure to be is the swiftness card, which is eight of wands. The energies are stronger, they're faster, they're quicker, they're more powerful. So I, I heard a lot in Donna and Walter about, um, you know, it can be really good or really bad, you know, these type of things. Uh, it's, it's strong energies. If you take the time and, um, and shift within yourself and do things a little differently, you know, um, meditation, being out in nature, softening yourself. Um, it will, it will have immediate results, strong results, swift results in, you know, our whole world could change for the better, but it's all, all starts within ourselves personally, what we're going to, how we're going to be this year. I feel like if it, if we um, take the time to alchemize this energy, to to shift our own consciousness, to raise our own vibration, you know, it, it will have a, a huge impact. This, the strength of the willow, the ability to bend and not break in the wind. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, another interesting part on this reading is the, the Empress card, which is unexpected help. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so, always getting in my personal <laughs> readings. <laughs> you really are. So that's unexpected help, the Empress card. And, and for me, I see what's crossing us is the Prince of Wands, but we have the Empress card. So it's like this mothering, nurturing, loving energy. Um, it, it, it feels simpler, um, more, more natural, more, more um, just being kind and loving each other, really you know, that, that type of energy. And uh, it's really quite beautiful. Um, and, and along with that, um, the future card is the princess of Dis, And here she is um, in this, this, uh, the thought that I have, she's standing above hell, Persephone, and she's, um, you know, she's pregnant with possibility. And wow, what a car for, you know, what's sure to be. We're all pregnant with this beautiful possibility of the year. And, and I see at the end of, you know, throughout the year, really as soon as, 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 soon as uh, you want it, you can manifest something very beautiful in the world. You know, each of us personally in, in Sand Above a Hell. So there's like a lot of support coming from above, you know, with the star card and the fortune card is in, in our, our earth plane. 
and this also can go two ways. It's either being stuck, card. being stuck on the wheel of karma or, um, or getting yourself off the wheel of karma in a way. That's so strange because I've been talking about, I want to get off the wheel, <laughs> you know, the karmic wheel and, and, and be free. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually to me like this shakeup, this destruction, but all this beauty and nurturing and um, energy coming from the earth and the universe to it's, um, I mean, there's huge possibilities for each person personally to, to have a, quite a beautiful life this year. I, uh, do you think that about summed up your reading? Yeah. I, 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 I find I ugh, it is a wonderful reading and I really feel it's, it's right. Pregnant with possibility, if you will. Uh, that we can give birth to uh, a new world. We can, where where we we don't have to go into all of the mental garbage that we carry around. We can let go of that and get down to what is actually important with each other. How, what does my heart do when it touches yours? It expands. You know, if I'm hollering at you, it shrinks. You know, and it's just uh, time oh. to stop hollering and start loving. Yes. Yeah. I think that that said it in the astrology and in the numbers. I mean, Donna, would you, would do you have any comment uh, on, on how you feel all of this melds together? Well, I think we're seeing three different parts actually going into one. Yes. We're seeing a difficult beginning. And I like the February, July, and September because I feel that those are three months that, that really combine that everything happens before February and then happens in, in February. And then March, whatever we do in February, March, April, and May manifests in June. And whatever we do in June, July, August manifests in September. And then in November, we're setting the stage for the following year. Yes. What about you, Walter? Yeah, I like the themes in the in the readings, such as of like fertility and creating the new that I think go through all three readings. Like another astrology influence is that of Maki Maki, one of the slow moving 300 years to orbit dwarf planets. And Maki Maki is named after the Easter Island creator god, who is also known as Lord of the um, Lord of the Eggs or Chief of the Eggs. Yes. yes. And so, yes, that creates, and that was making another influence that it's, you know, it's really slow. It's like, what, not just, it's like, what are we creating is Maki Maki's influence, but really kind of as a society or as a generation, because it's such a slow moving planet. And that is, we'll be, you know, trining Jupiter and Saturn and, and, and opposing Chiron. And so there is sort of a little bit of like, what are we creating and is it good or is it, is it bad? And like, for example, you know, the Chiron can be peacemaking, but, you know, we don't want to just do peacemaking and sweeping things under the rug we, we, we saw since we want real change we want to do so, authentic peacemaking yeah authentic peacemaking bringing it out into the open and cleaning it 
Yeah, and versus getting back to normal or sweeping things under the rug versus, you know, real change. So there is, right. but this, still there really is that egg that we each have and it's an excellent opportunity here to really hatch something new. Oh, that's good. Excellent opportunity to hatch something new. It won't new. be just this year. It'll be the next five years. Yes, that, that makes more sense. What, what do you think, Alder? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I just know that it, um, there's a you know lot of lot, lot of opportunity this year personally. Well, it's it's a lot of change because 2021 is a five year, but oh, it's going God. to take till the six, the seven, the eight, and the nine before we start a new five years from now. It'll be a new cycle. Right. And I think those four years, we have a chance to really make something good in 2025. But it's going like to be a real slow process this year. But we can do it. I we mean, can do it. But, but it, it, will, the thing. it will manifest much more so in the years following the five. Right. Because the five is change and flexibility is an absolute must. Right. The thing is, change happens, and it's the results of the change that 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 matter. We, you know, like with astrology, we're always saying on such and such a date, so and so was conjunct, so and so, and blah blah blah. But it's the result of that conjunction. It's the result of the five number. It's the result of the reading. I mean, you know, the reading is just pointing us to look. You you can do this if right. you do it. And very frankly, we, when we talk about fast or slow, you know, if you read a history book, it talks about the early part of the third century. Well, you're talking about 20 or 30 years, but living it is very different than reading about it from what happening before. So bear that in mind on what's fast or slow. This might be a lot faster than we think because we're so used to, I mean, we're in it. We're in it right now. We're not observing it. We're in it. And that makes a huge difference on where you are. It's a different perspective, correct? Anybody agree, disagree? Yes, de definitely. It's like we we are the, the world, to use a, a pop phrase. It's we not just something happening, <laughs> not just something happening to us, but you know, we affect the world through through our actions and you know, like as astrology, it's not like you know, you're born in a in a chart and that influences you. It's it's more I've always thought it more like you have an you have an attitude and that determines the chart you have. Like your your soul or spirit has an attitude. So it's the reverse in, in a way. Yeah, yeah, I had an attitude before I got here, but I've changed I think, it a lot. I think the more that we can bring the children into the new new thinking, mm -hmm. the better off we'll be because they have the ideas and things or will have right. that are the ones. I have grandchildren that are in their 20s, and I'm seeing a much different way of their thinking and living than we would have ever thought of doing. Right. And the more that we can bring these these younger children in earlier to see the good in the world and to see how to how to manifest all these things. Even it's though happening. you don't use the word manifest, but I mean, you know. I, know. I totally agree. Alder, one quick word and we're and we're just about out of time. 
Um, for me, it's just, uh, I feel like this year is very, very hopeful and beautiful. I yeah. think a lot that, that, that we each can personally achieve. As do I. I agree too. Uh, well, we're all in concurrence here at the beginning of 2021 that we have the opportunity to create peace and beauty within us. And you know, one thing that I am going to continue into 2021 that I did throughout 2020 and 2019 and 2018, and that, my dear friends, is to keep on dancing. <laughs>